Hello, and welcome to the Persephone program for June 25th, 2022. I have not podcasted in some time, but yesterday's shocking and then also not so shocking um, overturn of Roe v. Wade by the Supreme Court of the United States prompted me to get up off of my apathetic ass and do something about it. Of course, I did my part by, you know, going out and making a sign and standing on the street corner. But I thought, well, what else can I do? I can give money to Planned Parenthood. I can do this. I can talk about it. Um, But I can podcast and I can talk about the astrology of the now and I can share with you some of my thoughts on what is in general going on in this crazy hashtag tower time that we are in, where we are going to have to stand up and, you know, fight or assert what our value systems are. Okay. So, you know, when things fall apart and the center cannot hold, we all must you know, together create a, a vision that is based on our soul's highest desire, the actions that we can take for what it is that we want to create, because we are each of us co-creators of a reality. There are things that we cannot control, most certainly, and then there are things that we can. And figuring out the difference between the two is definitely probably like the, one of the highest callings of the of of humans, you know, there are times when it isn't just about being complacent and, and, and pleasure. And we've had so much of that. We are those of us in the United States that is extremely entitled. Um, most of us, of course, some way more than others, but we have had, we have been able to live with certain aspects of civil liberties and, you know, um, that we, had to fight for in the past, but that we haven't in the last 50 years. And so here we are again with certain types of things that we need to stand up and show up for. Okay. Because people, you know, in special interest groups are trying to take that away from us. So rant aside, um, let's talk a little bit about the astrology. Uh, I've heard a few astrologers in the last 24 hours saying it's this, it's that, it's this. But of course, like anything else, we look at the time and we read the quality of the time. Uh, and that quality of the time is represented by the archetypal, archetypal energetic forces as represented by the planets in their solar system, their relationships to each other, and therefore to us on Earth. And again, this synchronistic um, phenomena is not one in which many... Uh, astrologers can purport to know how it works, but we do know only that it does and that it does reflect. And in that way, we can look at these seasons and these epochs and we can plan for them and we don't have to worry about them. And we can say, okay, here's what's coming up in our collective. Here's how we can join the flow. Okay. So it's like a, like a, like a phenomena that is like, a current, you know, in a river or in the ocean. And there is a particular kind of flow. And, you know, if you've ever been stuck uh, swimming in a current, you know that like swimming against it to a certain extent 
is a failure. You have to swim with it, but then you can also say, for instance, if you want to swim out of a current, go sideways. You know, there are different types of things that you need to do. So that being said, let's talk really quick about the day yesterday, June uh, 24th, 2022, and the chart, the Sibley chart of the United States. That is the one that most of us use. It's for July 4th, 1776 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at 6 p.m. And it has a Sagittarius ascendant, a sun in Cancer, a moon in Aquarius. And this chart has been used for many, many years as a kind of a, you know, the, the, the opus, you know, the, the chart of the United States, at least symbolically. Okay. That being said, yesterday, um, we had the sun conjunct our Venus Jupiter, uh, conjunction in Saturn by transit. We had most interestingly, we all probably know that the United States is having its Pluto return and that Pluto return, of course, that human beings can have, cause it's about 248 to 250 years um, for the return of Pluto. But that Pluto return is definitely about the recreation, the destruction and potential recreation of the entity, whatever that is. And in this case, it's the country of the United States. So everyone's been talking about how Pluto is, you know, destroying our structures and institutions and then trying to sort of rebirth them. Uh, You know, yesterday... Pluto, because it was in retrograde motion, um, was at the same degree, uh, which is 27 degrees Capricorn. And this is a long transit, right? It's been an ongoing uh, theme of, you know, the destruction and recreation of our country as it stands in terms of our rules and our institutions, but also our value systems. So our value systems are very much at play as well. Uh, really important um, theme here. So we have transiting Saturn, very, very close. Transiting Saturn right now is also at 24 degrees Aquarius. And so um, Saturn by transit is also conjoined with our natal moon at 27 degrees Aquarius. Again, the moon in astrology, especially in the chart of a nation, represents the people and their feelings. Um, Saturn on our feelings is like, you know, an authoritative uh, move, Saturn, restricting the movements and quality of the people. That could be a great interpretation of that. Pluto coming back to deconstruct, construct our nation. When we were born, interestingly enough, too, we the Chiron was in Aries as well. The United States, uh, you know, Chiron hadn't been discovered or uncovered, but it was still there. And so in the United States chart, it was at 20 degrees Aries, and now it is at 16. So we have a conjunction with Chiron. Interestingly enough, Chiron's returns are every 50 years. And 50 years ago, or close therein, was when Roe versus Wade was passed. And we had a whole bunch of different, um, you know, um, movements that that really were about the civil rights of individuals and their self-identity. That's when, you know, the young, you know, the the young hippies were marching against the war in Vietnam and that kind of thing, you know? So we have this, um, this time period where our civil liberties and our civil rights are 
being challenged um, yet again and forcing us to have to fight like we did back in the early 1970s, almost 50 years ago for, um, you know, for protection for all people, not just special interest groups like conservative Christians and things like that, but for all people. And so we have this like 50 year, uh, I think that Roe versus Wade was January 22nd, 1973, and Chiron was at 13 degrees of Aries, and we have it at 16 now. Um, in addition, we have, you know, a, a whole bunch of planets in Capricorn, um, including Venus, the North Node of the Moon. So the eclipses were in Cancer Capricorn, affecting, you know, the, the essence of the United States, a Cancerian culture. Um, and interestingly enough, too, that we have um, at the time of Roe versus Wade, we had Mercury, Jupiter, the North Node, and Venus all in Capricorn, as well as the part of Fortune, um, representing you know structures and authority. And certainly, Mercury and Jupiter um, in the Roe versus Wade chart are being triggered by Pluto right now. So there it has a lot to do with the value systems that we have um, put in place uh, and the the constant need to almost kind of like move into these and, and have a conversation about them. It's like in order for us to understand the truth of our own power, we are constantly and consistently shown a myriad of choices, right? And and in order for us to really appreciate uh, our our values and not to be entitled as human beings, not to be entitled um, as you know citizens of the world or citizens of a country, we need to move into the conversation and then sometimes decide what it is that we want collectively and fight for it. You know, it it seems to bring vitality to life. I know most of us don't want to have a struggle. We don't want to have bad things happen, but you know, the nearness, you know, of death or our own mortality makes us able to appreciate the things that we have and really live our lives. And it's like this again, we're going to have to, to fight for this. Um, you know, it is also really very interesting that we have, uh, there's a lot of different pieces here on um, what's going on in, you know, in the chart of the now. Uh, we have, you know, I'm looking at a whole bunch of different pieces, but I'm looking at obviously Uranus very close to the North Node. And, you know, the nodes of the moon are elliptical points, I always say it, where the moon's orbit around the Earth meets the Earth's, Earth's orbit around the sun. And what happens? Eclipses. So in astrology, an eclipse is like a reset button. And the signs that the eclipses are in have to do with what we are collectively working on, what we are leaving behind or what we, what we need to ingest and what we need to release. So with a North Node in Taurus, we've talked about the what we need to collectively ingest. And this is the whole world, obviously, not just the United States, but what are our values? What is it that we want to tend to, to cultivate and to build, you know? And with Scorpio in the South Node position, what are we going to leave behind? Um, and what are we going to also integrate as our past that is and has something to do with 
uh, with pain and trauma, with, with sexuality, um, certainly that comes up really strongly in the abortion fight. I think it's also, you know, Scorpio is also hidden things. And we have at the same time this huge, you know, massive uh, theme of abortion, which all the savvy politicians know is a hot button. They threw that out there at the same time. All this amazing evidence was coming up on the coup that was attempted by the Trump administration via the January 6th um, insurrection and how, you know, all of these uh, politicians, GOP politicians were implicated. Those are the same GOP politicians that are pushing for this, this, um, you know, this abortion ban. And so anyway, I don't want to get into like conspiracy theories. I don't think these are conspiracies. These are just things that are coming up in the collective that are definitive, but we have, a Chiron return um, to the Roe versus Wade chart. We have um, a Chiron return to the chart of the United States from 1776. We have a Pluto return. So in many ways, the fate of our country is definitively tied into the right, the civil liberties rights, the, the rights for um, abortion, um, the rights for women's choice. And I mean, I bet you that we could go back and we probably should and analyze, um, you know, uh, many different time periods, um, including the votes for women in 1920 and the, um, you know, the, the Civil Liberties um, Act, the ERA, um, <clears throat> and find a lot of connections to the chart of the United States. But right now we're concerned about now, and I know a lot of people are, are like, when is this going to end? Is it going to, you know, and I feel like this is very much tied into uh, the the need for us to stand up for our values and to take action. And it's really interesting that our election day is coming um, up on November 8th, and it's the same day as the lunar eclipse in Taurus. So that is our second lunar eclipse of the year and a very powerful one. It's powerful because it's conjunct um, Uranus. It's uh, 15 degrees of Taurus. Um, you know, it is, I'm just looking at like the chart of the United States and it's gonna fall. Oh, I'm looking at, it's definitely, so the United States uh, eclipses um, in, it's definitely going to be square to the lunar nodes of the chart of the United States. Uh, at 15 degrees Taurus. Um, it doesn't make like a ton of other aspects to the chart of the United States, but it does make some to um, the Roe Wade chart, including the um, the moon of the Roe Wade chart. So we've got a lot of um, really interesting things are, that are going to come up during the primary definitively. One of the other things that I want to talk about right now is the fact that we have there, you know, in astrology, they, uh, you know, they gave certain planets goddess-like qualities or yin feminine qualities. And in astrology, you know, traditionally uh, the moon and, and Venus were the domain of the feminine. Uh, but then, of course, we have begun to add in the, what we call the asteroid goddesses, which are minor planets, including Ceres, which is as big, for, bigger than Pluto, um, Pallas, uh, Pallas Athena, Juno, Vesta, 
Um, and also the elliptical point of Black Moon Lilith, which is the apogee of the moon. And very interesting. And right now, that particular, the, that, that farthest point of the moon as, as it relates to the, um, its orbit around the earth, that dark side of the feminine, you know, the farthest away is at seven degrees of cancer. So that, you know, that conjoins the sun in the chart of the United States, the Venus in the chart of the United States and the Jupiter. So it's very tied into the feminine rising up, um, and, and making a statement. And the fact that cancer, the great, you know, is symbolically represents the mother, the container, um, you know, of, of all the great mother, um, and the idea of how the mother or how birth itself has been, you know, subjugated by patriarchy that is coming up and it is, you know, there is a massive amount of anger that is going to come up. And I do not, I do not believe that, um, that this, uh, overturn will change everything. I think that we will have to fight for what it is collectively that we want. And ultimately I do believe that, that civil liberty will inclusivity um, will prevail. And here's why. This is kind of like a bottom line. So we have for some time been dealing with, you know, Uranus, Saturn, Pluto cycles, the Uranus-Pluto cycle, which... I mean, it started, you know, Uranus and Pluto, that cycle in the 1960s. So the early 60s to the mid 60s, we had Uranus and Pluto because they're very slow moving, outer moving planets. It took many years, um, five to six, I think, uh, but they were um, conjoined. So there was a conjunction. And so whenever there is a, a conjunction, that is a kind of symbolic birth. Okay. So it happened in the 60s when, you know, the civil rights uh, movement was really in full swing, 63 to 67, you know. Um, we then had a square uh, in the time period between, we're just going to say loosely, you know, 2008 to 2015, okay? And we know that there were many, many different things that happened, you know, during that time, certainly the financial crisis, um, and a lot of issues in regards to civil rights. We did also have, um, Obama as the first, you know, and, and Michelle and Barack Obama as the first black American president and first lady during that time period. And, um, but we also had a lot of contention and a lot of issues and problems. So then back to the Saturn-Pluto conjunction again in 2020, where we had, um, you know, a, you know, we had just come out from four years of of Trump politics uh, and were, had to deal with, you know, the issue in regards to January 6th of, of abuse of power. We had to deal with the, you know, amazing contention that we had in the United States with, uh, you know, to mask or not to mask. Is the vaccine real? We had a global pandemic and it was just a fucking shit show, right? So we've been dealing with the Uranus-Pluto cycle for some time. And it has throughout time, and if you really want to read about the 
you know, an amazing scholarly work on this read Richard Tarnas's Cosmos and Psyche, where he, um, you know, posits the, the Uranus Pluto and Neptune cycles against all world events. Um, and it's fascinating and really amazing. It'll definitely make a believer out of any science nerd, um, in terms of the fact that there is a correlation between the movement of these planets and our collective themes that we're dealing with on earth. Anyway, so we've had all this really difficult astrological, um, outer planet crap. And especially around Pluto, Pluto is a generational planet. It takes 12, even up to 20 years sometimes in a sign. It's got a, it doesn't have an exact orbit. Um, but it almost always represents some form of destruction and reconstruction of, again, the archetypal themes of the sign that it's in, right? During the AIDS crisis in the 80s, Pluto was in Scorpio. During 9-11 and the, issue, and, the, and the Gulf War, you know, and the religious wars between, I guess, like the West and this Islamic, you know, um, Middle East, Pluto was in Sagittarius, you know, the sign that represents religion and spirituality and... Pluto was in Capricorn. We had the finance, as soon as it moved into Capricorn, we had the financial crisis. And now this and all of this like toppling of, of, of structures that we have put in place, you know, to protect the individual rights of, you know, of people in society. Pluto will move to Aquarius um, for the first time next year and then via retrograde, go back into Capricorn and go back then into Aquarius in 2024. And what's really interesting about that is that Pluto will not make any difficult aspects to Aquarius for, for some time. We have, by April of 2025, Neptune, the planet that in many ways has been the most apparent in this really wild and delusional time that we've all been in, with so many people deciding that their wild theory, whether it is a conspiracy or an idea or um, that sort of thing is reality, you know? Um, And I've podcasted a lot about Neptune and Pisces and certainly this year with the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction of just, just nobody knows what is real, you know? And then there's also this like deep, massive suffering and this disconnection from that suffering that is also making us just crazy, you know? But by April of 2025, when Neptune moves to Pisces, we're going to have, um, you know, Pluto in Aquarius. We're going to have um, then Saturn Later that year, it'll be May, not that much longer, um, moving to Aries. And essentially Saturn is going to be in a sextile to Pluto. And Uranus, as it moves from Taurus to Gemini, will actually trine Pluto. So we have a helpful sextile, a 60 degree relationship between Saturn and Pluto. That is, they are creatively combining. The sextile is a creative combination. And then we have Uranus 
in Gemini. And that Uranus in Gemini will trine Pluto in August of 2025. So the outer planets are not warring. They are not oppositions and squares um, and conjunctions. They are, they are working together. So that makes, and because we do have, now Pluto and Aquarius, of course, could be the destruction and reconstruction of Aquarian themes. And some of them do have something to do with the idea of inclusivity and the group mind and, but there are also the themes of technology. So a lot of, you know, um, astrologers are talking, you know, about how we need to restructure, uh, you know, some of the, the, the big powers that be in, uh, technology that are taking away our individual rights by taking away our privacy. Okay. And so that may be the big theme of Pluto and Aquarius, but Uranus and Saturn are working with Pluto. Um, and so I don't think that we're going to see, um, that dystopian, horrendous, you know, handmaid's tale end, you know, to our nation, but it is essential that each of us, in order to manifest our best life, do something about it. We need to march. We need to belong to organizations that represent our values. And we need to get real and not be delusional about all this. So I think that the astrology is, is helpful in saying, and I would say to you, what do you really stand for? What do you really believe in? that makes you feel that you are valued and how do you want to be treated? How do you want to be treated if you were, say, a woman who, you know, maybe you would never have an abortion as a form of, say, birth control, you know, um, but you were, like in my case, I had um, something called a blighted ovum. I had a pregnancy that lasted until I was like four months, almost five months pregnant, but it didn't develop. So the doctor said you could go a long time without your body expelling this. So they had to do what they call a DNC, which is essentially an abortion. Many, many women that I know that have gotten pregnant that wanted to have a child had something go wrong. And in order for them to um, protect their own health, the doctors helped clean out their uterus, okay? So it's like, there are so many different things, ectopic pregnancies, blah, 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 that are affected by this abortion. And more than anything else, we cannot go back to a time period in which, um, I'm sorry, but men are legislating uh, for control over a woman's body. That is the biggest, biggest issue here. We're talking about the government trying to have some form of control. And we're not talking about the federal government per se, but your local government. Because in the United States, the states have a lot of power, but the federal government can over, um, you know, uh, what is it? Overpower the, the individual control of the states, which is what happened with Roe versus Wade. Because there are states, as you know, in, in our country that are incredibly 
con- conventional or conservative or whose politicians who are conventional and conservative and most often white, um, they're the ones that are controlling it. So anyway, I ranted, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the astrology and how I am hopeful and how important it is that I think that we all get out there and do something about this because we have the opportunity to do this. And I think that it's really interesting that it is connected to, that there's so much of of the now that is connected obviously to our country's chart, to the chart of the original Roe versus Wade, um, you know, uh, uh, passing, which was, you know, in 1973, and how interesting all of that is and how important that it is that we get involved. So if you're listening to this, do something. March, don't give up. We need to do this all the way through until 2025 when we have, um, I mean, we have our vote in 2024. And then in 2025, when we have our new presidential administration, it needs to be one in which the rights of all people are included. And so we need to get involved. Please do get involved. And if you have any questions about your astrology and all of this or anything else, feel free to reach me at theperseponeprogram.com where you can book a session with me as well. Thanks for listening and sending you so much power and love and strength in this very difficult time.